Um, just, just in the worship, a scripture that came to mind, Psalm 20. I just want to read it for oh, thanks. Oh. Um, Psalm 20, verse 7. It says that some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Cool, man. And it's really, it's, isn't it a, um, such a relieving thing to know that we can trust in the name of the Lord? Uh, even when we sing like, um, your name is a light. There's something about the name of Jesus that is just really powerful. <laughs> and um, yeah, that was cool. Well done, Shanae. It was, good. It was, it was a great time. Um, lacquer. It is lacquer to be with you guys again. I, I haven't preached in a year, literally. So, um, so I, I, I'm just as nervous as you for tonight. Um, uh, I realized just now when I was about to share, it's like, well, I haven't shared in a long time. Last, last week I shared a little bit for those of you who were here, but it definitely wasn't a preach. So um, it's just as nerve-wracking for me as for you guys this week. But um, I quickly want to recap. So if you weren't at this service last week, at the 5 p.m. one, yeah, okay, cool. So just want to recap a little bit what happened. We've had quite a, quite a wild one. Um, and, but actually before I go there, like we've had a wild three all over. Now, it's just, it was wonderful last week to hear the reports of how the Lord really rocked up at every service we've had in a unique way. Not one was the same, but all of it was God. It was like He came and He, and he ministered to us. And I, I actually think, I just especially chatted to Ox and them, and we're like, that's probably the best services we've had since COVID started. Yeah. And all in one week that the Lord just came, and it's like God decided, cool, we're going we're gonna to move. So I'm really expecting for what God wants to do with us tonight. And what happened here is I, I shared a story last week just of something that, um, yes, I'll probably need to share the whole deal because it's quite, it's almost half of us that weren't here. Um, I'll, I'll share quickly, okay? So, um, so many of you might know, I don't think there's any new visitors here today that I haven't shared the story with, eh? but, but many of you might know that last year, uh, around about this time, or last year September, I was... Um, I repented that I was addicted to pornography, and I was stepped down, placed under church discipline, went through the whole thing. Um, I wanna, went through the whole thing. It sounded like I went through the motions, but that, 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 I went through church discipline. And then when I was restored, during the restoration period, actually, like, I started having these, um, I'm giving you the very short end now, okay? So sorry if, if it doesn't make sense yet. But I, I, I really started struggling in my mind with other accusations against myself or towards the team, the, the eldership team, or towards the, the church. Like, it was an, an ob stuff, okay? Like, ab- abnormal. Like, I couldn't, it's like I couldn't help myself out of that hole that I was. I would, I would find that I would do well, and then something would trigger me, and I would go into this. It felt like the black hole is what I wanted to call it, okay? Like, for three days, I would, like, just struggle with these accusations and voices in my head, either against myself or towards some of the team, towards, I, I don't know, whoever, but it, I honestly thought I was getting depressed, and, um, and I've, never, I've never battled with anything like a depression or anxiety or anything close to it, but suddenly I just didn't know how to help myself get out of that hole, and um, I, then I, trying to do the real good Christian thing is like, I know you must beat the flesh into submission, okay, so I like, Felt like I crucified the flesh every morning I wake up. Like, don't be so arrogant. Don't be so prideful. Don't think so much of your own opinion. Like, try and, I want to say, tone myself down, if I could put it like that. And just, it wouldn't lift. 
And I, honestly, I was almost at the place where I thought I need to say to Elizabeth East, do they come on to staff now, which is so cool, but she's the psychologist I worked with. And I just said to her, look, I think I'm depressed. I might need meds, is what I felt like, man. And um, which is like the furthest thing that I ever thought, like, I'll need to tell someone in my life. But I was really struggling in my head. And um, then we had a meeting with the Oxygen Life elders during that time that they were here. And in the meeting, um, Brad started sharing a story of a tormenting spirit that he had years ago when he just got married, where he would wake up in the middle of the night and the spirit would tell him, you made the biggest mistake of your life to marry Angela, and you're stuck now. <laughs> and he says, he didn't know it's a spirit, but he would hear this, and he would wake up in the middle of the night and he'd like break out in a cold sweat, and he's like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> and he can't tell her because that'll make her insecure, and he's, he was just stuck, and for a whole year, this thing would torment him. Wake him up. And he didn't know what to do. So he would, he would say, no, I heard the Lord tell me. This is my wife. Fight it. And, he, and then like, until someone one day came to him years la- a year later and said, you know, this is spirit torm- tormenting you that's lying to you. And the Lord wants to free you. And they prayed for him and this thing left. And then off the bat of that, Grant started sharing a story of how he would get these dreams before he would go on a long trip. And this thing would torment him. And he would always also like... It would cause this massive fear, and then we'd pray himself through it. He said, God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, and he'd pray himself through it. But every time before we'd go on a trip, he would get these dreams. Until years later, a lady came to him and said, you know that there's a, a spirit tormenting you, and that the Lord wants to free you from it. And um, long story short, the Lord has delivered him from him, and he's stopped ever since. And as they're sharing, I'm sitting there in that room, and I was like, that's it. That is it. It's like, it, it's like the light went on and I could see that's what I'm fighting for or, or that's what I'm fighting. It's like that is the thing. And I, I sat there and I almost said to the guys, like Grant was so busy speaking, I said, I need help. Okay, so pray for me. That's, that's the thing. And, um, and then the guys came around me and they prayed for me and that thing literally left. It, I was delivered from that tormenting spirit that wanted to um, really in my, in my mind wrestle with me and accuse me. And it was really to such an extreme. Now, I mean... Yes, we could really try and dive into theology, all of this. But I can tell you, like, I was one way before that meeting. And I got in the car afterwards with Mike Ox, and I said to him, I'm back. It's like that thing that was sitting in my head has left. It's like God has delivered me from this thing. And, um, and I, I th- then, cool, no, no, no response to that. But it, it was, it's amazing, man. And then last week when we were here, I, I shared the story. It was really unplanned. But then it's like, it's like a, when we were worshiping, it's like I could see it on us, on the people. It's like I could see that spirit. It's like, it's the only way I can describe it. It's like I could recognize that it's wrestling with us. And I shared it and we just prayed and I asked for a response. And I want to say, I think 80% of the group that was here last week responded to saying that thing. And the Lord has moved among us. Yeah? And um, so what I want to do tonight is, uh, it, it does feel like God is shining a light on the area that he, that he wants us to see where the enemy is trying to work with us. Now, I'm not going to try and do tonight is I'm not going to give you a theology of how the devil works, okay? Because the, the Bible says that we should be innocent of what is evil and wise to what is good. Né? So I'm not going to tell you like how the devil works and you can see him around every corner. But I also Paul in, in Ephesians 6 said to the guys, he said, look, I don't want you to be uninf- uninformed about the schemes of the enemy. And so tonight what I'm hoping to do, or not what I'm hoping to do, I'm hoping what the Lord is going to come do is to shine a light on the schemes of the enemy that we know what we're wrestling with. Okay? 
And, um, and once we know who we fight, you know, I, I laughed at it the other night. I told Grant, okay, I said, but you know what a relief it was for me when I realized I was fighting uh, a demonic spirit and not Grant. <laughs> it was the best, best realization I had in my life. Because I honestly thought I'm just fighting against this guy. Like, and we're doing really well at the moment, okay? So, but it, it honestly, at a stage, it was, I felt it's him or it's me or it's whoever. But I, I didn't know what I was fighting. And, uh, so are you guys okay? You with me? All right. And um, so I, I read this thing in the week by Derek Prince. He said, if, you don't know what you, if, if we don't know what we are fighting, you can try all you want to crucify the flesh. But if you're, but if you're dealing with something else, you're not going to gain victory. And, um, and I think sometimes we're like uh, good Christians trying to beat the flesh into submission, but it's like you're just not breaking through. You guys know what I'm speaking about? And, um, and it feels like the Lord just wants to lift our eyes to see who we are fighting, and we know that Jesus won, which is a cool thing. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start, um, and I, I want to reread this. 2 Timothy 2 verse 24. It says, And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone. Able to teach and patiently enduring evil. How's that? Patiently enduring evil. It's an interesting thought, man. I thought uh, I, I was hoping we can make it stop immediately. But anyway, patiently enduring evil. Correcting his opponents with gentleness, that God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. How crazy is that? That the, that the devil can, can capture us in his snare. And almost to do his will. You know, at a stage when I was, when I was really battling in that, in, that, in that time, I said to Boren the one day, I said, but it feels like I, I don't want to open my mouth because I'm not sure what's going to come out. I was, so, I was so struggling with thoughts in here. I couldn't trust myself with what I'm going to say when I'm with someone. So it's like it's, I was captured and I didn't want to do the will of the enemy, but it's like it was sitting here. And, um, and so I want, to, I want to highlight, there's a lot of ways that the devil comes to, and it's not only for unbelievers. Okay? I want you to know that he comes at the church as well. He comes at us. And I, there's a million ways that we can look at that how the enemy works. But there's four things, just when I prayed, that I wanted to highlight for us how I believe the enemy comes at us um, as the church. And the first one is that Satan lies. Okay, He is the father of lies. He, he invented lying. Can you believe that? Okay, The devil invented lying. The, in, in John 8.44 it says, He was a murderer from the beginning, and he does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. And when he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is the father of lies. How hectic is that? Yeah. So one way that the enemy comes at us is lying. Okay? I want you to know if you're ever having a conversation with the devil, don't believe a thing. Don't have a conversation with the devil, but don't believe it when he speaks to you, right? And sometimes there's always, it feels like there's elements of truth sometimes that he throws in, because he's not dumb, okay? Like he, he puts in things that it sounds right, but the, in Afrikaans, for, for the Afrikaans people, it says, Vanerai prot, protai liantol, Okay? So when he, in English he would say when he speaks, he speaks lying language. There, it's, the, it's the language that he speaks. There is nothing true in what he's trying to tell you ever. Okay? It might have an element of, of something that hooks us, but the end goal of what he's trying to tell you is always a lie. Always. And, um, and how, how sheepish are we sometimes to just walk behind that lie and believe whatever he's telling us? And... Um, and I, I want to focus on one area specifically. Now, I'm not going to try and gun at everything that he works. But, but one thing that I really believe the devil is coming against us as the church is, is with relationships with one another. 
It's like we, we've been isolated every now and then, then we're a month together, then we're not, then we're a month together, then we're not, then it's small groups, then it's bigger groups, then Ivan is here, then he's at that meeting, then we're like, we, we're just never together, okay, in, in a consistent rhythm. And all that the enemy needs to do is he needs us to assume something. Yeah. Just, just, put a, just put a thought there that actually Ivan really wanted to be at that, uh, that meeting tonight. <laughs> okay, cool, not, not that one, try another one, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, uh, now, uh, let me, uh, I need to try and find a better example, but all that he needs to do is we need to assume something about someone, totally unsaid, totally untrue, but what happens is he starts to grow. Yeah. And, um, and, and you think, yeah, it might only be with a person that you have an offense with. I tell you, the devil will try probably with your best mate, okay? I've had that, okay? Mike and I, no, we, we're best buddies, but somehow the devil tried to get in there at a stage. I was like, this is so wrong. It is not true. And, and last week after I left at this meeting, I, I can be transparent. Okay? We left and we went to Mike and Stace and I just had to tell them, guys, I just need to share with you, I believe the craziest thing last week. I thought you guys didn't want us to be around here. Like I, I, just, I, I said to him, I know this sounds wrong, but this is what I believed. I'm so sorry for believing it. And they're like, yeah, it's not true. And, um, but I had, to, I had to bring it in the light just to share, like, look at what the enemy tried to do. And... Um, so spiel eroki though, and um, and and I, and I think it's really something that the devil is coming at us is with our with our relationship in the church. That he's just planting a little lie, and what he does is we we do this. We ask, we want to retreat or retract. Is that the word? Yeah? Retract. And just I don't want to be tra- as transparent as I should be with one another anymore. Yeah? And there's got us. He's got us. And um, second one that I believe he works with, is that Satan tempts us to sin. Yeah? He, he comes at the Christian, and he, he, he can't make us do it, okay? but he tempts us. Yeah? And um, in 1 Thessalonians 3 verse 5, Paul writes this to them. He says, For this reason, when I could bear it no longer, I sent to learn about your faith, for fear that somehow the tempter, now he's, he's been called a liar and a tempter, okay? he's not a good guy, the, the tempter had tempted you, and our labor would be in vain. And how crazy is it that Paul says, look, I, I, I'm urging to hear about your faith because I'm so scared that you hear and I minister to you and under anointing the Lord's busy. And when you walk out there, the tempter came and he just destroys whatever the Lord has done. Crazy thought, man. Second Corinthians 11.3, it says, but I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your thoughts, again, mind, okay, minds, your thoughts will be led astray from a sincere and pure devotion to Christ. That's how it comes at us. It's like he tempts us, um, both physically and in our thoughts, that he, that he wants to lead us astray from what the Lord wants us to do. Number three is that Satan plucks the Word of God out of people's hearts and chokes faith. So you, you might know the story in Mark where Jesus shared about the seed that he sows. And that's kind of like what it's when we're together, because he says faith comes by hearing, okay? So, so seed is being sown when we're together. And then it says, and the seed falls on different soil. Some of it hopefully falls in good soil. And that's when we walk out here and the Lord can produce fruit to what has been sown. But it says other seed is sown on, on hard ground. And when we walk out here, it's like the, it says the bird comes and it, and it plucks the seed. And, it, and it's like when you walk out here in, in, in life and the devil just comes and he plucks whatever the Lord has done in us. And he just takes it away and he chokes the faith that we have. It's how he works. It's what he loves to come and do with us. And that's why we, I, I love that Ivan is writing down here. I've never seen him actually with that book since or the last while. Well, you've been busy with it. But I, but I think I, 
I actually like, man, I want us to write these things down and like remember what God is busy telling us. Because how, how easy is it when we're with someone, like we feel like, oh yeah, we want to run for the Lord and we get home and we're just like. And um, Satan just loves to go and pluck the word that, that God is busy with. And then the fourth one is it says that Satan accuses Christians before God. Okay, Revelation 12, verse 9 to 10, it says this, And the great dragon was thrown down. Okay, it's kind of like a Lord of the Rings movie, this one, all right? But it's like the, the, great, the great dragon. The great dragon was thrown down, and the ancient serpent, who is called the devil and Satan, the deceiver of the world. So there, there, there's another one how he works. Is he deceives us, okay? He deceives the world. So basically, if, you, if you're unsaved, how often have you spoken to your friend? I think I've mentioned this before, but you're like, man, you're just trying to tell them about how wonderful it is to be with God, and it's like they can't see it. It's because they're blind. They're deceived by the world. It's what Satan does. He deceives the world. Um, where am I now? He was thrown down to the earth, he, uh, and his angels were thrown down with him. Okay? They're demonic. They're real. They're on the earth. And I've heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ has come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before God. If you want to know that what the devil is trying to do with us, day and night, accuse you before the Lord. Day and night. That's what he does. He's the deceiver of the world and the accuser of the brethren. And, um, and I think basically what it looks like, Satan standing before God, but I think sometimes we hear those thoughts. It's like, you're just not good enough. Just not. All right? It always says, if you're going to open your heart, all that they want is actually your money. They're not in it for you. All right? You're going to join that social, but you're just a number. Nobody cares about you. All right? I think thoughts like that accusing, or even if we do do something wrong, he will go before God and accuse, accuse, accuse. It's okay? so the, the accuser of the brethren. And um, falsely as well. Okay? Uh, for me, sorry, I'm going off my notes a little bit now, but for me, one of the craziest things in Jesus' time when he... Um, when, when he was about to, crucify, to be crucified, it is so often mentioned in the Gospels that they falsely accused him. They, they had guys conjure up stories about Jesus and tell stuff. It's like, he did this, he did this, he did this. Like falsely accusing. Now, why if they did it with Jesus, why wouldn't they try it with us? Okay? Like, it's like he loves to falsely accuse also. And, um, and you guys know what I'm speaking about. Um, and so... And, and, and often, I think most of that battle happens often right here, that we can hear it. And it's like it comes off to our thoughts. He tries to, to tear us away from what the Lord wants us to do. And um, so I, this week, I tried to take time, and I, I really, it's basically all I did this week, is really to try and learn about this. I was like, man, it's, I don't know how this works. Like, how does God work? Like, how, does it, how is it possible that the enemy can come at Christians, even though I'm saved by God? Like, how does it? And I, I tried to figure it out. And I, um, the first article I read by John Piper, it was just so refreshing for me that he, started, that he said, God hasn't called us to be wise of evil. He called us to be innocent of evil. Wise of what is good. Excellent in what is good. All right? So I think it really relieved me that I said, cool, I don't need to understand how all of that works. All right, which is, isn't that such a relieving thing? Okay, so Jesus knows what's cooking. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to Jesus. All right, He's got it under control. So I'm not trying to, to give us a, a wise understanding of how evil works, which is a really satisfying thought. Okay, but, 
But I think there are ways in how the devil comes and he hooks onto us. Like, he, he doesn't have an open door to just come and destroy our lives, okay? God doesn't give him that. But sometimes we open a door and he comes in. And, and so I've tried to even understand, I sat with the Lord, like, how did it work that I had that demon tormenting me? Like, how did it, how did it have a gap? Because I'd never said, cool, come on in, have a field day. I never invited him in, but somehow it was real and it was there. And, and I might differ from some of you on this even, but I, I, I don't even know if it's necessarily because of the pornography that that thing came in. This is, this is my belief. I might be wrong, all right? But because I do believe the day that I repented before the elders, before the church, and before God, God has delivered me from a bunch of stuff that day, all right? So I believe that day there was a deliverance from the sin that I allowed in and that the demons left then, all right? But... The, the, and I, I try to understand it because I way that I allow the enemy to grab somewhere. And I, there's two things that I felt the Lord showed me. The one was there was one time where Grant made a call about the church and I didn't agree with it. I was still under discipline, all right? And I said it. And, and, and pride kicked in. Like, I wouldn't have done it that way. All right? And, um, and, and somehow it's like the enemy latched onto that thing. Cool. Yeah? Think you better. And uh, it's like I started opening a door, not to accuse, okay, but uh, just a little bit. Yeah, that was, that was wrong, all right? And, um, and then, then the thoughts start of like, and I, I'm being very transparent here. I wanted to know that Grant and I are in such a good place. Ivan will testify of it, okay? So I'm not, we, we, we're good, okay? And then, then these thoughts started like, he's trying to work you out of the church. Okay. It's the furthest thing from the truth. Really, okay? The furthest, furthest, thing from the, furthest thing from the truth. But some other thing latched and it grew. And I was like, oh, maybe it is true. Maybe, maybe I should just move to another congregation. Maybe. And I, I tried to work it out. And, and I really, I think that's where it just started. It's like it just started going down. And I, and I agreed with the thoughts of the enemy. Yeah. I agreed with that. I said, yeah. I, I said, I did mess up. Probably my punishment is to have to move away. Yeah, whatever we want to entertain there. But it's like I, it, there was a million arrows coming and all that the enemy was looking for me to agree with one and it's like, and then the next one, and then the next one, and the next one. And later on, I'm sitting in this hole and you don't know how you got here, but it's having a field there with my mind. So we, and, and then, by, by then I tried to backtrace. It's just like, okay, um, don't, don't say a thing, don't be prideful, don't be arrogant. But the, there was a thing tormenting in my mind. Are you, you guys with me? You understand? And, um, and, I, and I agreed with the thoughts of the enemy. And I want to say, sometimes I think the devil, all he needs is us to agree with the thought, especially against authority. Especially then, all right? And because it, it, it's so wrong against God's picture. And all he needs is to, is to agree with the thought, and, he, and it's like he starts to run. And um, <laughs> when I was prepping, I, I heard this phrase. Some of you might be thinking, I, I saw this picture of a, of a group of us standing and one or two of you, like, outside the group, and the thought would pop, they're probably speaking about me. And it's, it's so the enemy. It's, it's all he needs is that. It's like, and all you have to think is, man, I wonder what they're saying about me. And, and it's like, the thought starts to run. Who of you know what I'm speaking about? I've had that before. All right, cool, man. And, um, and uh, you know, often it might start through a misunderstanding. Something real often can happen, okay? So sometimes it starts with a misunderstanding, and the devil jumps on that. And he's like, 
that's the, this is what it's the truth, which is not. And it just runs. Sometimes it can start with a real event, like something that's real, but he, he lies to us and takes it on another course. Um, and, um, and I, Derek Prince again said this today. He says he believes. He said 20%, but that was in the 90s. I think it's a bit more now, okay? He said he, back then he believed that 20% of the church is struggling with the, with the spirit of rejection. And how can it be that all of us are here together today? And I want to say I have a deep love for each of you. Man, I, I really want to say this week, just when I considered us, I really had such a lack of time just to pray for the church and, and, and pray for you guys by name. And, and even on Friday when we got together as elders, we prayed for you guys, man. And, and, and really just, I, I want to say I have a deep love for you guys. And without any one of you here, it's like we, we're sickling. We, we're not the church fully with you. And, but how can it be that the, that the devil wants to come and plot that seed in all of our minds and saying that you don't belong here. They will not miss you when you're gone. They will, uh, you, you don't have a place in this congregation. Now, I mean, how often have we heard that? And yet we, to, we need to be together. We need to be one. And I, I do trust that the Lord will, if, if there are some of us still here today struggling with that thing, I trust that God will come and shine His light on that thing. Because it doesn't belong with us, man. All right. One area that Grant has asked me to highlight, um, also that when he prayed for us, he said that um, he heard if there's secrets that, it, that has happened, and if, if sometimes you agree to that, I'll never tell anyone about this. Nah. Right there, it's like the enemy comes, and he's like, it's got a foothold. Okay? And, and you know what he does is, the, the Lord has told us, live in the light as He's in the light, and we'll have true fellowship with one another. And right there, if we, tell, if we vow to sin, it's like, I'll never tell anyone about this. It's like we're giving the enemy a free reign to step in there, because now we're not living in the light anymore. And so Grant has, Grant has encouraged me, and I, I really want to stir this with you guys. If there is something that the Lord will highlight in your minds today when you said, it could be when you were two, all right, it, could, it could have happened when you were 50, to say, I'll never tell anyone about this. Right. I want to encourage you tonight to bring those things into the light before the Lord and possibly with one of the guys here. It's just to say, man, this is going to sound silly, but this happened. Yeah. And bring it into the light. And I, I think that God wants to come and shine His light in that, in that area tonight. That's what He wants to do. Um, yeah. And the, the fourth one, again, the, there's many, and th this one is quite a common one also, and I think we know it, but sometimes we still struggle with it, is unforgiveness. Um, unforgiveness allows the enemy to have a field there with us. And you know, um, Matthew 18, verse 32, uh, it's about that area where the, the master has forgiven the servant, and then he goes out and he punishes the other guy who owes him a little bit of money. You guys want to remember that story? And then he says, Then the master called the servant in and said, You wicked servant, he said, I canceled all your debt uh, um, of yours because you begged me. And shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? And in his anger, the master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured. Uh, what is this? I think that's the, oh, that's the ESV probably, uh, King James. So, and the Lord, oh, yes, that's even better. Okay? And the Lord was wroth uh, okay? and delivered him to the tormentors. Right? Unforgiveness, in a sense, we allow ourselves to be handed over to the tormentors, to torment, to torment our minds day and night. And, um, and, and we can try and get around it, but it's like it's handed over to the tormentor. 
if we, if we harbor unforgiveness, because it's so not the Lord's heart. And so, again, I want to urge you, I don't know who of you might be struggling with unforgiveness, but if you have any unforgiveness in your heart, I want to encourage you. And, you know, to forgive, I, I often say to guys, like, sometimes I, I really wrestle during, even during the discipline time to forgive some stuff, and I just want justice, actually. Okay, I just wanted people to say sorry. If they say sorry, I'll say sorry, or, or whatever. And, and forgiveness really looks at to be able to forgive without the other person saying sorry, or without them being called to justice even, to, to liberate, forgive, as if it never happened. And now, I mean, it's very easy to say now here. In practice, it is hard. Okay? And I don't, I don't want to make it sound like I've, uh, um, if, if, if I've got it covered. Okay? I want to say, the Lord has brought up some stuff during that time that I struggled, struggled to forgive, okay? But it's God, yeah? It is God to, for us to do it. All right. Does it make sense? All right. So now I want to get to the good part, okay? Is what can we do? Because the, the really the theme that I want to do here is not to stir any fear or, or whatever. It's like I, I, I feel like God wants to shine His light on how the enemy works. And then there's certain things that we can do. And it was so like, a, I think, in the worship just to celebrate that He's the lion and the lamb. And I've heard, this, I've heard this phrase once, okay? There's one who walks around like a lion, searching to devour. Né? That's the devil, like a lion. But there's one who is a lion. All right? That's a cool, that's a cool one line, okay? There's one who walks around like a lion, and there's one who is a lion. And I want you to know that enemy walks around like a lion, seeking who he can devour, all right? But God is the lion, and every knee will bow before him. And um, so for us, the first thing that we can do is to submit ourselves to God, all right? James 4 verse 7, he says, submit yourselves to God, therefore, um, submit your, yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. What's the second part, Ivan? Yes, okay, we always leave that part out. But um, verse 8, it says, so we resist, we submit ourselves to God, and we resist the devil, all right? And then it says, and draw near to God, and God will draw near to us. I want you to know that, that really the beginning of this is not to, uh, the devil isn't scared of you. Let me just put that out there, okay? Like Acts, um, Acts 4 verse 6, no, sorry, Acts 19, 15, it's an evil spirit uh, that says, and the evil spirit answered them, and said, Jesus I know, okay, evil spirits, they know Jesus. And Paul I've heard of, that's what it says in the ESV, all right? But who are you? And, I, and sometimes we think, man, we've, we're the next big shining thing on this earth, okay, after Jesus and Paul. I want you to know that the enemy is not scared of you, and, um, but he's very scared of Jesus. He knows Jesus. And so what we do is we don't come in there and it's like, I command you, get out of him. It's like submitting ourselves to the Lord. All right, submit ourselves to God, and then we resist the devil. And, and really, the posture that I think we need to keep is not one of a high authority, wow, 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 ruling over. I think it's a posture of this, on our knees, saying how much we are in need of God. Submit ourselves firstly to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee, and then draw near to the Lord. Uh, I want to I wanna say that, again, I'm not saying that I've got everything right in that time, but my, I think my saving grace was that I drew, drew near to the Lord when, in that crazy time. I forced myself. When my wife went to work, i get out of the house and i go walk on the beach and I would pray. I would try and find God. And sometimes I couldn't hear. Like, it's like I just prayed. I just, God, 
I'm going bananas, but I just prayed. I just prayed. And then I just, I just had to find God. And then some mornings there were, I remember the one day I was sitting by Slubber's Clipper, and Mike and Shannon came down walking the beach, and I saw them from afar, and I just felt like I wanted to run. I was like, please, Jesus, just speak to me. And because uh, it felt like I didn't want to engage with anyone. Have you ever felt like that? And, um, and luckily, before they rocked up there, I was like, I heard God and I could engage, okay? So I was thankful. But I remember, I just sat there by the rocks and just cried out to the Lord, please, God, you need to come. You need to come through. And then I laughed. I said to the guys, and then Jesus suddenly left the beach, and I would walk in the mornings, and he just wasn't there anymore. Then I found him on my balcony. Um, really? <laughs> yeah, not, not Brian, but he was there, okay? Um, it's like I had, to, I had to find God. I, I, there, wasn't a, there wasn't a, I want to say... A routine wasn't the answer. It was like I had to draw near to the Lord. Where are you, God? What are you busy with? Like, find God. And then I got into your routine. It's like, oh, Jesus is going to walk on the beach. And then suddenly it just wasn't there. <laughs> and it's like, okay, God, where are you? And I, it, it really was the saving grace to draw near to the Lord. 1 Peter 5, 6-9, it says this, Humble yourselves. Okay, posture. Humble ourselves to God. Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time He may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on Him. And, and man, it's such a, that, that is such an art. How often do we quote this? But what does it look like to cast our anxieties onto the Lord? I've read this thing again by Piper in the week where he said that, um, don't speak to your anxiety. <laughs> Talk to God about it. Yeah. Cast it upon the Lord. I think in that time, one thing I didn't do well is I spoke to my anxiety. <laughs> I entertained it. I allowed it to have a field in my brain. And I, I had to come to the place where I would talk to the Lord about, God, I'm struggling with this. Um, because He cares for you. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Firm in your faith knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And, and, and that, that there, how sobering to degree was it last week when we responded and 80% of the church stood up and you're like, I'm not alone. Yeah. And it, I wasn't glad that any one of you <laughs> any else was struggling, but there's something that we can know that we're in this together. It, Paul says here, take heart knowing that, that other guys are also suffering with you. And, and we, we're there for one another. We're not alone in this battle. Um, and, and then, you know, with him accusing us day and night before God, Hebrews 7.25 says this, Consequently, he is able to save to the uttermost those who draw near. Okay, there it is again, draw near to God. Able to save those who draw near to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Yeah. And I want you to see in heaven what's going down is you've got the devil on the one side, accusing day and night falsely often before God accusing accusing and you've got Jesus in the other side interceding and praying for you okay and and one of the most profound thoughts that I've or truths that I learned recently was just that that you know even when when the devil said to Jesus that he said or Jesus said to Peter Peter Satan has asked to sift you okay he's going to come for you <laughs> that's basically what it means okay but take heart and know that I'm praying for you. And, and I was just like, how incredible to know that still today, Jesus lives to intercede for us at the right hand of the Father. He's pleading on your behalf, praying for us. It's, it's incredible okay, to know that even though the devil was accusing, Jesus is interceding for us. All right. The second one is, 
is don't fear. I think often the demonic, and especially when they start manifesting, is what's the first thought? Whoa. <laughs> okay. Is that fear wants to come and, and take over. And that's such a characteristic of the devil, okay? And um, but 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, for, we know this, for the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. Um, the other translations would say that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. How cool is that? That that fear again, it's in the in the head or and, and fear you can relate to a bunch of stuff, like fear that fear of man, fear of um, rejection, all, all those things, the spirit of rejection, those things that wanna just and, and hear me tonight, it's not like a I think I'm not coming at all these hectic demonics of like uh, all this stuff, but it, it feels like the subtle hints, the, the subtle lies, the subtle accusations. True or false, even, I want to say to you. But it wants to tear us apart from one another. Yeah? Just that. God said he, st- he didn't give us a spirit of fear that you have to fear anyone here, actually, if you can put it like that. Fear to be rejected. Okay? But, but, but of power, love. Interesting that love would be in there. Why do you think love is in there when he speaks about fear? Yes, okay? Love covers all, and it's for this. Okay? Love for one another, yeah, that covers that, and for God, <laughs> obviously, love for the Lord, and of a sound mind. And, and I, I think we need that sometimes, like, God, we, <laughs> give me a sound mind, <laughs> help me, okay? When you feel like you're losing your mind, submit ourselves to God. It's like, God, give me a sound mind. And then <laughs> a big one, I think, that the enemy is coming after us. Is, you know what it does when you're struggling in that mind? Is it, it's heavy, all right? And, uh, and I, I remember my wife would often look at me in, those <laughs> in that time especially. And for weeks on end, I would just be miffed to be around, <laughs> okay? I was heavy. I was, I was prone to anger. I was prone to be irritated. I was, um, I was just not happy, okay? And, uh, and what the thing does, it just weighs us down. It gives you a garment of heaviness, all right? And, um, and even when we come together, I, I think I kind of felt it tonight, and it might be the weather, the fact that it's like that. Or it's like sometimes we just come in here. Have you, have you felt that when you came to church before, that the morning it just feels heavy, all right? And, and the antidote for that is God said, I've given you a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And, and again, I think sometimes we just, if we just know what we're fighting, if we can realize that it's enemy that tries to weigh us down, we can just, we can ask. Sometimes I just think it's me, and I can tell myself all I want. How does just feel better? Or just wake up, or just have a coffee, or, or just, just get in the right mode, okay? And, um, but if I'm fighting the wrong thing, I'm not going to get there. But sometimes if I'm aware that it's Satan trying to weigh down, I can just say, God, would you give me a garment of praise, knowing that you overcame? Yeah? Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I want to say, I think 80% of the battle is won there if we know what we're fighting, and we can just ask for the right thing. All right. And then uh, I said this in, me, in the beginning. It's, I, I want to stir you as a go away. Don't tonight go and try and discover, like, how does it work and where did I get it in and all those things. Hey, sometimes there's wisdom in that. But I really, just when I was preparing in the week, that the Lord said, wise of what is good. Wise of what is good. Innocent of what is evil. Romans 16. Who of you of the old people remember that song? Romans 16, 19 says, be innocent. Have you remembered that song? Of evil, be innocent. Have you, have you never heard it? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. That's like the best thing. For God is good. I remember C.S. Fear when I was in grade 7. We sang that song, man. And then how does the, the bridge go? It's like, 
And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. Okay, we stomped our feet. And, and, and it's true, okay? Like, we, we kind of forget about these things. But it's like, that it says from this, um, yes, uh, from this, uh, or the second part, it says, But I want you to be wise about what is good and innocent about what is evil. And the God of peace, how cool is that? That you get the liar and the deceiver and the tempter and you get the God of peace. And he says, the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. That's cool. Okay. Wise to what is good. And, and you know, for a long time, and I, definitely we were, on the, we were on the right track, that there's, a, there's been a theme in church from Grant, from Andrew, from everyone to say, dig wells, know God, find life in the Lord, discover God. And, you know, we can listen to that, and it's like, we can always just say, yeah, I just struggle with my quiet time. I can just never get it right. And we just go through the motions, and here we are here later, and we're still saying the same thing, okay? But there's a truth to that. We, we need to know God. We need to spend time with God. We need to discover God. We need to know. We need to be wise of that what is good, all right? Because Daniel 11.32 um, says, He shall seduce with flattery, okay? That's what the enemy does. Is he shall seduce with flattery those who violate the covenant, okay? But then this is the part I want to focus on. But the people who know their God shall stand firm and take action. What does it say in the King James? Yes, those who know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Okay, for the, for the newer people like me, who's Afrikaans, okay? Stand firm and take action. And I, I want to say, church, we're coming to a time where we can't allow the enemy just to torment us day and night and be against one another and, and him to deceive us as we go along. Because we're coming to a time where the Lord is asking us to, I really believe that God is going to send a harvest and those who know their God should be able to stand firm against the enemy, but also take action. We need to move forward, man. We need to pray for people to get saved again. And, and I, on Friday when we were together again as elders, really the theme that just kept coming through is, God, give us inheritance in Naples. Let people get saved. When last that we prayed that, I, I just dig that Frana and JP and Leandri sitting there, you guys might not have met them. They, they knew. They got saved recently. Two months ago? Yeah. Okay, I want more of that. I celebrate that. But I, I celebrate that God has saved them, man. And we're like, we need to trust God for people to get saved again in, in us. And um, it feels like those who know their God, it's us here tonight. I know all of us, okay, needs to stand firm and take action. All right. Um, I want to finish with this. Sorry, I've been going for very long. I'm sorry. Okay. But I'm going to finish with this. Ephesians 6. Um, verse, from verse 10, he says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. And I want to urge you actually with this tonight, okay? Guys, be strong in the Lord, not in your own might. Strong in the Lord and in His power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. And I, I really want to urge us that tonight we're going to trust again that the Lord are shining light in those areas. I don't know what God's going to do now, okay? But there's something when we walk out here that you are going to have to start standing against the schemes. Believe the best, okay? Like I've said, love that covers. I think that's standing against the enemy, okay? To believe the best of one another, all right? For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. 
It's like, man, if you have accusations against one another or, or really believe stuff that is not true, and, and that's what I was battling with, really. I thought it was going bananas, okay? So I want to say, I, I, I understand that, man. Like, but the greatest revelation I had that morning at that elders meeting is that I'm not fighting against these guys. It's like, my fight is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I mean, I, I was sitting there that morning, it's like, why did I not know this? <laughs> like, I know this verse. I know, I know, but why did I not realize that that is what's going on here? Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. How interesting is that? To stand your ground. And after everything you've done, stand. And I love how, um, I'm going to finish with this, but I love in the discipline time, there was often, yes, uh, we've gone through turmoil, and I would, I would phone or message Grant, it's like, help, I'm struggling. Like, and, uh, and he would often, in, in a grand way, just resto- respond with, hold your ground. And I'm like, what does that even mean? <laughs> like, uh, and, and suddenly, like I think l- lately I've started to learn what it means, just, just stand, just hold the ground. Just, just resist the thoughts. Just resist the enemy. Just resist the, the lies. Just resist. Just hold. Just stand. And um, to, to learn to, uh, this, I, I really believe that one of the keys for us is to, to stand is to believe the best. To cover lo- in love, you know. I, I love how Ivan is, is good with that. But when he, if you would ever hear an accusation against someone, he's so quick to cover in love. My wife too. She's quick to cover in love. Like, even if someone really messed up, okay, quick to cover in love, all right? Quick to believe the best, quick to help, quick to, quick to rather bind us together rather than to turn away. And, um, yes, that's what I felt tonight, okay? So I want to I wanna ask us actually to respond here, and, um, and maybe just for the, for the Lord to shine His light on, on, on those areas. And I want to I wanna ask, um, you guys must help me here. But if, if something I highlighted tonight in, in what I shared, um, maybe about even accusations here with one another, or the, the subtle hints of um, accusations, or what a mistrust, or um, any of those things that I mentioned in the story, if you're battling with that and you felt like suddenly you're like, oh, it, it might be a spiritual attack that is coming against my head, trying to tear me away from the Lord. I want to ask you, if that is you, don't you want to stand and I want to pray for that and just that the Lord will come and shine His light upon that.